Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. When you want better sleep, what do you turn to? If you're like many Americans, melatonin likely comes to mind. The hormone dominates the sleep supplements category and and is responsible for over 90% of all sleep supplement sales in natural and mass retail channels. That's according to data from SPINS. MD Bio recently published a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled, decentralized trial in the journal Nutrients, which assessed sleep when taking a melatonin-free supplement. Today, we're going to speak with someone from MD Bio about that study and the importance of placebo-controlled designs. Joining me now is Brendan Doherty, CEO of MD Bio. Hi, Brendan, and welcome to the NutraCast. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me. So for those who don't know, what is MD Bio? So MD Bio is a nutraceutical company. It's only about four years old, developed and started by four surgeons, MDs, in the LA area. And the reason and the nexus for the development of the company is, you know, as practicing surgeons and as practicing MDs, about 10 years ago in the California market, what they were seeing was was these incredible uh, post-operative clinical and therapeutic recoveries after a surgery and things that confounded them and didn't really make sense. And and I'll go into the the detail of that. What we like to share is, you know, one of our doctors, Dr. Bob Aglarian, who's a uh, head, neck, and throat surgeon at Cedars uh, back 10 years ago, was seeing that, you know, he would run the same uh, surgery, conduct the same surgery on two different patients who had the same condition, right? So it was the same surgery. It was the same condition by the same doctor. One, though, was, a, say, a 70-year-old, and one was a 30-year-old. And just by, you know, statistically, that 30-year-old should have better post-operative recovery time. But what he was seeing in practice was really confounding is that usually the 70-year-old, for some reason, was just doing better. And what I mean by that is three days later at the, at the three-day post-op uh, uh, meeting that they would have, the seven-year-old would come in and, and you know, they wouldn't have touched some of their their pain medication, the wound was healing a little bit better, they were more relaxed, calm. And on the flip side, the 30-year-old might be coming in and that 30-year-old would be you know, anxious, the, the wound would be looking a little bit you know, inflamed, the inflammation was, was aggressive, and it just didn't make sense why one would be doing better than the other, right? And after some time, right, again, this is 10 years ago in California, what would happen was Finally, after the, the patient would, would be more comfortable with the doctor, they'd say, you know, I'm not using the pharmaceuticals. I'm actually taking a plant-based medicine. A lot of times that would be cannabis, um, but other times it was, it, was, it was other plant-based medicines. And so this was incredible for the doctor, right? Because they were all of us seeing the power that a plant-based medicine could do. Now, the next question that a patient would have would be like, okay, doc, I know now that you're okay with me taking plant-based medicines. I know that you're okay with me now taking cannabis, but what would you recommend? And again, of course, you know, if uh, rec cannabis didn't become legal until 2016 in California. So back in 2014, there just no- was nothing to recommend. And so after years of studying the market and studying brands and, and going to conferences and educating themselves on the endocannabinoid system and plant-based medicines, they still came up pretty empty because the reason they came up empty was because as doctors, they require just such a higher bar to be able to recommend products to their patients. 
And that bar means they need efficacy data, they need safety data. You know, they have such a, a, a strong relationship with the patient and really their number one priority is patient care. So if, if a product didn't have efficacy data or safety data, they just couldn't recommend it. And so that was the nexus of, okay, if there's nothing like that in the market, why don't we start a nutraceutical business that creates products, natural-based products in some of the bigger conditions that, that everyone sees, sleeplessness, pain relief, anxiety aids, immunity aids, but let's run it through pharmaceutical practices. So that got us to RCTs or, or randomized controlled trials. Is That is the gold standard, right, in the pharmaceutical industry. And so how could we bring that or work with, with CROs or, or contract research organizations to put our products and develop products and then put them through those clinical tests so that we know that when our doctors recommend it, they're both safe and effective. And so fast forward to today, you've got a few different SKUs out there. I know one is for sleep. What else do you have? So we have sleep, our MD sleep product. We have a MD calm product, which is anxiety and stress. We have a MD relief, which is a, a pain medication. And then we have an MD immune. And so at the moment, we're, we're pretty excited because obviously, you know, you, you've read and, and saw our, our results in nutrients, uh, the peer-reviewed journal for MD Sleep, but our MD Calm and our MD Relief product are, have finished those trials as well, and we're just waiting on the results to be tabulated. Okay, so yeah, tell me a little bit about the study that you mentioned, published in Nutrients, conducted with Radical Science. Yeah, so we, we partnered with Radical Science. We absolutely love that, that organization. Just incredible research team, incredible minds behind it, and the way that they they develop and design their trials are, are just top-notch and something that we as, as physician back can actually support and, and, and the, the product of, of what comes out at the end of those RCTs is, is just really, again, the gold standard. So when you work with Radical Science and, and you know, through our MD Sleep clinical trial, we ran, quite frankly, the largest non-melatonin study in history for a sleep aid, which is, which is pretty wild. We had 620 participants. Uh, we had three different arms, and, and again, an arm is just a different cohort, right? So one arm has one formulation, arm two has a, a secondary formulation, and then, of course, you need a control, a placebo, and that would be your third arm. And so we ran a four-week study, and they would titrate up and, and dose properly uh, over four days, and these decentralized, meaning that it was across the country for these 620 participants, and we tabulate those results, or, or radical science would. And at the end, what we came back with, the results were, were actually phenomenal and outstanding. And, and it's something that, that I know radical science uh, it speaks on a lot as well, is the, the results that came back were just incredible. And, and our product, our MD sleep product, was just therapeutically benefit on, on just so many uh, participants beyond placebo, which is, again, uh, one of the reasons why you run an RCT. Okay. Were, were there any surprises to you? Yeah, there was a few really great findings in this and real surprises that, you know, we've we spent about three years formulating our products and, you know, we we brought in some of the the, the greatest minds, people who, who have formulated really wonderful products out there on the market and and including with our doctors and tried to figure out from a theoretical perspective, OK, what are going to be really effective products? Right. What are going to be really effective ingredients to add to uh, our, our formulations? And the, the findings, quite frankly, were, were to us were just was was mind blowing from what we actually thought. So, you know, we had two different two different formulations that went through arm one and arm two and arm one 
had a lower THC. So we use full spectrum and full spectrum hemp in the product means it has all over 180 phytocannabinoids. A lot of the cannabinoids most people know are like THC and CBD and CBN, right? Those are the kind of the known ones. But there's about 180 phytocannabinoids known at this point. And that all of those get added in in a full spectrum product. So we use full spectrum, of course, has different levels of, of THC. And so one of our arms had a lower THC content, but higher supporting cofactors or, or botanical. So we have botanicals in our product. Uh, things that many people have heard of, right? We find them kind of the, the heavy hitters of, of sleep. The, there's GABA, there's L-theanine, there's hops and valerian. And so one of our arms had lower THC, higher botanicals. And for us, we thought maybe that one's not going to be as effective because traditionally in the cannabis space, what, what most people believe is that the higher amount of THC increases the therapeutic effect of the product. So we did have a secondary arm that had a higher THC content and lower botanicals. And, and let me just clarify, when I say higher and lower THC, we're still talking about micro amounts, right? You, you can go into hemp shops today or CBD stores and go get a full spectrum product. A lot of those will have somewhere around two to five milligrams of THC. And I don't know about you, Danielle, but two to five milligrams is, is, is quite a lot. Right, that 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 you you potentially can see a, a psychoactive effect from from that much THC. So ours are more around the the realm of 0.4 milligrams, right? 0.7 milligrams. So our low was 0.4, our high was 0.75. And what we end up finding out, and this was 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 quite frankly something that changes our our mind on the cannabis industry, is that the lower THC level with the higher botanicals was the most effective product we had. And the higher THC with lower botanicals actually didn't beat placebo. So you might as well be taking a sugar pill compared to one of our formulations, and it would, it would have gotten you the same result in the study. So to us, that was, that was incredible. And that was something that goes against a lot of uh, traditional knowledge in the cannabis space. And then the other really incredible thing that we saw, of course, when you theoretically formulate a product, you look at a lot of findings and you look at a lot of studies and, and you see, okay, what is a normal therapeutic dose of, of some of these cannabinoids or, or botanicals? And, and that's kind of the, the step one of formulating. And industry-wide for a long time, the, the ratio kind of that, that you see in a lot of products would be 25 milligrams of CBD, five milligrams of CBN, right? And that usually, you see that across the, the board in, in the market. Mm -hmm. And what we found was that, you know, again, we had that ratio in both the high THC and the low THC, and even that ratio still didn't be placebo. So it kind of like changed our mind between, okay, what is an effective product? And it really drove home how, how important actually having an RCT trial, not just on the, the single ingredients, right? But your, your entire formulation is to prove that your product is quite frankly effective and that you're not just selling it, you know, a placebo pill. Yeah, that's right. It really does highlight the importance of RCT trials as well as placebo-controlled studies. That's right. Exactly. And we've been in the space for a while. I've been in the cannabis space for quite some time. And it was a paradigm shift for us, um, both from the medical side and from, you know, folks who have been in it to say, wow, you know, the, the traditional ratios actually aren't effective um, or we've proven at least in a, in a one single study, right, more, more research is needed, more of these studies would need to be performed to, to be concrete in that knowledge, but at least it shows a trend that, you know, the higher botanicals are actually kind of the, the, the power punch of a sleep product. And yeah, the cannabinoids 
that activate the endocannabinoid system is effective, but maybe isn't as effective as when you combine them all together. Mm-hmm. And so just looking at the category, are you seeing more consumers looking to natural products for better sleep versus pharmaceuticals? We definitely are. And, and the great thing that we have of, of being doctor driven is that it's it's not just theoretical based or it's not just us doing you know consumer research. It, you, the consumer research starts in the doctor's office. So the doctors who see you know hundreds of patients uh, a week between the four of them, they're able to to actually see okay what are what are patients asking for and and what are they what are their concerns and you know they come to a doctor and they they open up and they really talk about their fears and and the problems and. From a from an older generation perspective, so let's say the boomer generation, a, a lot of that generation, right? They're they're aging up, and with aging up, obviously, chronicity of disease increases as well. So they're they're reliant more on you know medicines to help to help fight more of the chronic issues that they see. Now, because they they've been in this age group for a while, right? They they've been they've been aging for a while. They've been using pharmaceuticals for quite some time. And now all of that side effects from these pharmaceuticals are really starting to, to show. And so folks who, who are on, you know, some of the more well-known sleep aids, you know, they're seeing that those side effects are pretty severe and they're starting to debilitate their and, and decrease their overall well-being on a day-to-day basis. And so more and more people are seeking out alternatives. But as more and more people seek out alternatives, they, they either go to their, their healthcare provider and say, hey, what do you recommend? Or they start doing their own research online. And usually it's kind of a mix of two. And this is where RCT trials really are so important, right? Because as more and more people are moving into the nutraceutical space, it becomes a shot in the dark for a consumer to, to really, they're, they're just buying off of marketing uh, rhetoric, right? What's a, what's a pretty product? What what is the marketing speak? How connected am I to these different brands? Really only through packaging and branding. Whereas from a clinician standpoint, to recommend a product, you really need that efficacy data. So it's super important. And we are seeing that trend, right? And that trend, of course, starts from an earlier age, Gen Z, millennials, all of them are, are really moving, have been driving the health and wellness craze for a while. But it is really moving into the, the boomer age group, of course, as they're aging and, and chronicity of disease is increasing. You mentioned trends. One thing that we're seeing a lot of is is this melatonin craze. I noticed it's not yeah. in your formula. What made you go without melatonin? Yeah, we, we tend to stick away from melatonin. There There's some early indications that have been coming out over the past few years, and more studies are needed. But again, early studies that have followed uh, melatonin users for, for over a decade are seeing that there's actually some pretty adverse side effects that are occurring from folks that are using melatonin on a daily basis. Now, remember, you you mentioned at the top of the podcast that melatonin is a hormone. It is a naturally derived hormone in the body, but it is a hormone itself. And so, you know, the way that we kind of think about, and this might be a little bit of a shock and awe, but the way you think about it is taking melatonin is almost like putting yourself through hormone therapy. And when when you start talking about like that, it becomes, it starts to feel a little bit icky. Right. You, you're not looking to go put yourself through hormone therapy just to get a better night's sleep. And so you are seeing some of these, these side effects occurring through hormone, uh, uh, through melatonin use. Now, one of the studies that that came out uh, in 2022, CNN published it, uh, an article on this, was that it wasn't just that more and more people are taking melatonin, but 
but the usage, so the dosage is actually doubling. So over the past 10 years or so, the usage has doubled. So instead of, you know, five milligrams of melatonin, now you're taking 10 milligrams of melatonin, which again, if you think about it from a hormone perspective, now you're dumping a lot of hormone into your body every night to sleep. So, so that's a good reason to stay away from it. Right. And that's a good reason why we decided, okay, yes, probably powerful to put you to sleep, but let's find more natural ingredients that help support some of the more natural functions in the body to put you to sleep, like GABA, like L-theanine. L-theanine is an uh, amino acid. GABA is a neurotransmitter to help stop all that brain function, meaning like when you're laying in bed and your mind is racing, that's kind of what GABA does. Um, and L-theanine kind of puts your body at rest. So some more just natural chemicals uh, and, and natural ingredients that we want to add to the product. Really, if I can kind of compare it, we like to use this comparison a lot and, and melatonin kind of sits in this as well. So if you if you think of like, you know, some of the more well-known sleep aids is that taking a pharmaceutical is like pulling one lever as hard as you can, right? It's it's a single compound. It, it might be quite effective, but you're, you're it's one compound that's just pulling a lever really hard. Whereas a natural product or a product that has polypharmacology or, or a lot of different chemicals within it, it's kind of like pushing buttons very softly. A bunch of buttons really softly that, that kind of help promote that sleep opposed to one large lever that you're just pulling really hard. And as the body has evolved over millennia, right? We used to be hunters and gatherers. And, and when we had a stomach ache or when we weren't feeling so well, we, we would know what plant to go take. But in every single plant, there was hundreds of phytochemicals, right? So our body has naturally wanted to safely and softly bring in a lot of chemicals, right? And, and, and use that to decrease some of the chronic conditions you have, opposed to just using one single ingredient. Now, as a doctor company, and I like to note this, you know, pharmaceuticals is a wonderful thing. And quite frankly, pharmaceuticals it has taken Western medicine to where it is today. But there is a new paradigm shift where pharmaceuticals can work with uh, more natural products. And in conjunction, you can see just better therapeutic outcomes. Yeah, there's sort of a stigma of pharma versus herbal, but I think there's enough room for both, right? That's right. And, and the way that our doctors think about it, right, and the way that pharmaceuticals kind of developed initially is pharmaceuticals are really incredible at acute short-term therapeutic effects, right? So, you know, if you have something severe, right, even like an opioid, right, very, very effective, as everyone knows, at decreasing pain. But on a long-term basis, taking opioids is the problem, right? Same with, same with any sleep aid. If, if you're struggling and you need a red, you're taking a red eye flight and you just really need to get a couple hours of sleep and you're not going to do it, pharmaceutical is pretty good for that usually, right? But if, if you have chronic issues, if, you're, if this is something that occurs every single night from a sleeplessness perspective or every day you wake up with joint pain, that's when this becomes a problem, right? Taking pharmaceuticals on a long-term basis, that's where the side effects occur. And so looking ahead, you, you just conducted the largest non-melatonin clinical trial in history. Do you have plans for more research coming down the pipeline? We do. And as mentioned, I mean, this is where it gets really exciting for us because, you know, this was the largest, again, the largest non-melatonin sleep aid study in history. But our next trials coming out with radical science are even bigger by a much larger magnitude. So our MD relief product, our pain product, had we, we were able to bring in over 1,200 participants. And our MD Calm product that finished 
had over 1,600 participants. So just the magnitude uh, of the, the, the patients we're able to recruit is just increasing, increasing. And, and the reason why that's so important is because the more, the more of a general population that you're able to recruit for a study, the more normalized your data is going to be. Again, RCT trials, by and large, are, are, are wonderful no matter how you do them. But, you know, there is a, there is a, a tier Right. And so folks who are, who are or companies that are running, you know, 35 participants or 40 participant studies, you know, there's a lot of variations or there's a lot of variables that come into play. But when you start really increasing the, the power is what it's called, the number of participants within that study, you start really normalizing that data. And so we're really excited of the data that's going to be coming out here shortly on two more of our products. And that'll be coming out here uh, later this year, early next year as Radical just finishes tabulating the results of those, those products. But if I can pull back from you know, something I talked about earlier, it, one of those findings in, in our MD sleep study, as I mentioned, was that there's a hypothesis that the botanicals actually did really held the load and, and did the majority of the work for a therapeutic outcome. And so we then launched and just have launched a full botanical line. So no, no hemp, so no full spectrum hemp, but we've really done a great job, in my opinion, of creating products that are, are just as effective in our own internal trials to combat these diseases. So we'll have a complementary product lineup of both a full hemp, full spectrum hemp products. And if for whatever reason, our customers or the population isn't comfortable or isn't interested in taking a full spectrum product, they'll have the opportunity to choose a just as effective straight botanical product. And so that's some of the work that we're working at today um, that really excites us and allows us to go much further and wider. And for our perspective, again, always stemming from a doctor's perspective, it just allows us to bring better therapeutic medicines to a, a much wider audience. Do you know when we can expect this botanical line to hit the shelves? Yeah, great question. We are actually selling some of our, our botanical products now. The, the full lineup, meaning the full complementary of MD Sleep, MD Relief, and MD Calm, will be coming out here by the end of this month in November, uh, again, being a doctor brand. We do run extensive in-house observational studies ourselves. We really care about the, the efficacy data, and that starts from in-house in, in our own team. So today, we've, we've been able to recruit over 1,200 participants to run in-house trials on different formulations, um, which helps us create more effective products, right? And so our botanical line that's coming out hasn't yet gone through RCT trials, but we have seen some very incredible results from an observational trial perspective. And that makes us very uh, excited to launch this into the public as we then go and achieve that next level of, of putting those through RCTs, which takes somewhere between eight months to a year. So it does take time to aggregate, conduct those, get that data in. But in the interim, you know, we do feel pretty comfortable based on the internal data we have that our products are pretty effective and are safe. Lots of exciting products and research coming down the pike. Brendan Doherty, CEO of MD Bio, thanks so much for joining me today and talking about the importance of placebo-controlled designs here on the NutraCast. Thank you so much, Danielle. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week. <laughs>